This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is Hawkside Guns, and we've had a couple of eventful weeks, Jake and I have, and I now own less guns than I did. (laughs) Uh, And and, and I still can't find ammo. See, that's weird to me. It's coming back here. At any given time, I I walked into Walmart just this morning as this was recorded, which for you guys would be a week ago. And picked up and had in my hand a brick of 20 gauge birdshot at seven and a half and a brick of 12 gauge birdshot seven and a half. Uh, yeah, it, well, the Walmart thing is actually even kind of funny and interesting here because you, you remember when Walmart said that they were going to stop selling ammo altogether? Uh, I do remember that. Okay, and then they kind of kind of went. Um, okay, I guess that was a bad idea. We'll publicly come out and say that we're going to sell ammo. Mm-hmm. We'll, well, they apparently never reordered any around here. Yeah, they don't. Uh, they don't order a whole lot uh, around here. Yeah, but I mean, there was a period of time where at least you could find some like birdshot, maybe a little bit of twenty-two, um, even if they'd stopped selling handgun ammo. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, it's it's nothing. I mean, it's it's beyond even like the little bit that you can find at. Um, Cabela's, and it's even longer than Cabela's, which is, you know, the Walmart around here just doesn't sell ammo anymore. Wow. Now, at Cabela's, see, for me, it's like three tiers. There's Walmart, the shelves are basically bare, but uh, there's still some birdshot uh, stuff. Cabela's has, has, they're starting to have an ammo shelf now, you know, that has consistently has stuff on it. There's some 223. There's some, uh, at least the Cabela's, there's 223, there's 20 gauge, there's 12 gauge birdshot, there's some of the hard stuff for 12 gauge, there's there's buckshot, there's stuff like, you're starting to see that, right? I saw some 7 millimeter there. Uh, it, it, what you're finding at Cabela's here, and they do, or they are starting to put some stuff on the shelf, but it's that stuff that nobody really uses. Like, if you're looking for 650 Legend. Yeah. They, oh, oh, we've got tons of that. Oh, yeah, or 28-gauge birdshot? You are set, Ex- my friend. Ex- exactly. If you're looking for something that no one would actually... Or 16-gauge steel shot. We have <laughs> cans of that. <laughs> Just buckets and buckets. There's no yeah. restriction at all. Want but some heavy it, steel? Here you go. Yeah, I, but if I, if I want 9mm, I still have to order it at basically 70 cents to a dollar a round. Mm. For remanufactured. Wow. Uh, now, see, I haven't mentioned, I do have an ace in my pocket. Uh, I have shields. <laughs> and shields, as far as I can tell, other than stuff I, I'm i looking for that I'm a little short on, right? Um, I basically have no more 410 birdshot left. I basically have no more 44 mag left. No 357, although I don't have a 357 anymore. Uh, my brother does, but I still stock ammo for when he wants to shoot. Well, that's nice of you. Pretty hard to find. Uh, well, if I don't, he won't come. Uh, <laughs> you got any ammo? I can't find any. But, if, but those three are really hard for me to find. I can find some 38 sometimes, but not very often. Those are those are tough to find. And there's been no Creedmoor for a year, right? 
Yeah. But I go to Shields on a regular basis now, and I can find 9mm, 380, two types of 9mm in brass casings. And I did get a note the other day that uh, <laughs> you kept saying aluminum jacketed, it's aluminum cased. I'm sorry. <laughs> aluminum cased, but brass cased 9mm round nose, target target rounds. Well, you, you do know the listeners expect us to be specific. Yeah. Oh, yes. Very specific. You know what I meant. Yeah. Anyone listening to this show? Let's put it this way. If you actually heard aluminum jacket and didn't think, okay, he means aluminous, aluminum case, then um, I would suggest that you put down the firearm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and technically, yes, I was wrong. Uh, it was just uh, the, the way, you know... Uh, I was excited because um, it's coming back. You know, like I can I sent Jake a picture the other day of it, of a normal stocked shields uh, now. And he's he immediately responded with, where is that shields? <laughs> well, then you're just teasing now. You know? <laughs> well, because we don't have shields around here. Uh, but I mean, and I, sh- I I picked up an entire brick of now what I was looking for is basically my favorite thing to shoot in. Uh, birdshot is is like Winchester double A's, right? Okay. Which are like the speed on them's like thirteen forty five. They've got an eighth and or an ounce and an eighth a shot. They're they're fast and they're heavy, right? That's what I normally like to shoot clays with because it just explodes things, right? There's nothing nothing left of them. There's just pieces and, raining. And we like people. We like when things explode. Yes, we like it when they explode. Breaking is nice, but exploding is better. And it's cool, you know, when you just see our parts, pieces, and rain down. Uh, that's cool. Uh, now, they didn't have double A's. I haven't seen double A's in like a year. Not That wasn't in 28 gauge. But 12 gauge is a little hard to find. So Shields has been taking the tactic that they've been reaching out to every ammunition factor or uh, manufacturer they can find. So, you know, remember like a year or two ago when Agrila started making those shot, shorty shotgun rounds? Yeah. Well, they they said, well, hell, you know, we can switch and just make regular rounds, right? Because yeah. nobody's buying the shorties and everybody's looking for capacity. We'll just start doing that. So I bought two bricks of Agrila, basically double A's, right? They're the same speed, same shot count, same same weight, all that kind of stuff, two and three quarter shells. And I'm like, holy crap. And I turned to the guy and... I, how many of these can, and I'm trying not to be a dick, you know, <laughs> turn to the guy. I'm like, how many of these can I have? And he goes, Oh, sir, I, didn't you see the sign out front? I'm like, Oh crap. He goes, there's no restriction on birdshot. You can have as much, you can put the whole thing in the cart and take it if you want. I mean, we, we, we're not having trouble getting birdshot right now. I'm like, and I did. I, I went and got a basket and I put two bricks <laughs> in the, the bag Cause I was going to shoot them, you know? And, uh, so, I mean, you can find 20, you can find 12, birdshot everywhere. You can find 9mm. You can find um, two types of 9mm, SIG and Blazer. Bought a box of 380, which I haven't seen 380 in a long time. But the real, I guess, trick to this, or the real gem, is because the only reason the birdshot's still there is because there's another aisle I know, it's crazy. More than one <laughs> aisle of shot, or, or rounds. There's another aisle altogether full at Shields of rifle rounds. 223, 556, 7mm, 
Um, you know, like there, I, I saw some 270 and some 3030. I mean, it's wow. starting to come back. Yeah, yeah. The only thing you can find around here, as far as a lot of rifle rounds, is either something like the 650 um, a Legend, or <laughs> uh, there, there actually is a lot of steel K762 around right now. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the steel K762. They do have Summit Shields too, and people are buying well, it. You know. Well, yeah, but see, I can't find a 762 upper for my AR, <laughs> which is probably why there's plenty of it around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But, uh, the nine millimeter, surprisingly enough, it's it's staying stocked. I mean, uh, when it comes in, of course, it's it's like you know an entire shelf in and of itself. And if you come by like the day before the truck gets there, it's down to ten, twenty boxes. But still, that is a giant stretch from well, where it was in December. Well, apparently they're sending it to you guys. Now, the other thing I saw when I was in Cabela's recently, which um, I couldn't even get the people at Cabela's to completely confirm, deny, or <laughs> um, exp- or even flat out explain, I s- could have sworn I saw a sign that said, and I, and I should have taken a picture of it, I didn't, but it said that if you joined the Cabela's club, you could have access to eight boxes of nine millimeter. No, that is absolutely true. What they do is if now to join the Cabela's club, and I checked into this, right? Oh, okay. So, so I'm not crazy because no. they wouldn't explain it to me. You're not crazy. Here's what you have to do, and they're being very kind of cagey about this. And and what's funny is Shields is completely outperforming them because one, they've made distributions, at least down here, distribution agreements with other ammunition manufacturers, right? Anybody, they don't care. Fiocchi, Agrila, you know, like I'll run dirty Mexican ammunition through my gun. I have no problem with that. <laughs> Yes, it is twice as dirty as federal, but I don't care. It shoots, okay? I I really don't care. It's the same price as federal used to be, and it's unrestricted. Frick yeah, I'm going to buy all that stuff. Anyway, so here's Cabela's thing. In order to, quote-unquote, join their club, what you have to do is get the Cabela's credit card. If you get the Cabela's credit card, you are automatically joined up for their club. Which, at least in Texas, you are limited to four boxes of any ammunition or one box of like an economy pack, like a big pack, you know, like a yeah. a, a brick or a um, a box, you know, like a big box full of ten, case. you know, case. Yeah, thank you. The word was eluding me, um, <laughs> and I don't want to say the wrong word again. You can, you can, you're limited to one of those, but you're limited to four, generally speaking, of shotgun ammunition and two of uh, pistol or rifle ammunition. If you get their card, they bump all of those restrictions to eight if you have the card. Well, isn't that nice of them? Yes. Isn't that interesting, right? So not only do you have to, and you have to pay with their card. So not only do you have to do that, you have to finance your your ammunition with Cabela's. (laughs) And I was at Cabela's, I guess, uh, a couple of weeks ago, and Buana was just disgusted, right? Because we were looking. I can't remember what we were looking for. Um, oh, I do remember. It's another story. But we were there looking for something, and, he, you know, they hit you right at the front door. Hey, would you like to join our club? It's a credit card. And they won't let you leave without literally turning them down. They won't let you go. They'll just follow you in the store until they're done telling you. And yes, until, unless you literally tell them. No. No. 
you know, well, you know what I've done? I just started selling them. I already have one. <laughs> yep, got it. <laughs> They're like, all right. And I'm like, yeah, that was easy. Kayla's like, Daddy, that was brilliant. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm like, it's not like they ask you to see it. Just tell them you got one already. You know, it's, it's hey, yeah, I already got one. It's great. You know, <laughs> But uh, if you really want to make them happy, you should walk by and go max mine out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, it's that's what you do now at Shields. They're they're like, look, our ammunition our ammunition is in limited supply. We would you can have two boxes of you know, and what they've started doing is is saying, okay, we're going to ration this on its limited you know limit uh, limited ability to replace it. Limited so, availability. Yeah. And I'm us- hey, dude, I'm usually the one who has trouble with English. I, yeah, I haven't even been drinking. It's not like this is like middle of the day on a freaking Sunday. I cannot talk. <laughs> and normally it's it's on the other cast where I'm like, Is that English, Sean? I don't know. How many margaritas have you had? Four. <laughs> I'll go after the cast. I just go pass out. It's great. Due to the their, our ability to replace it, we're going to restrict, like, rifle stuff, you get two boxes. Pistol stuff, you can have four. Shotgun, as long as it's birdshot, is unlimited. Because that's about the ability of a, or, you know that we have to replace it, right? Yeah. Which makes total sense. I'm like, okay, this is at least a fair thing. And, and they've posted a notice, like, look... It's the the price increase is due to how much it costs us to get it. As soon as that goes down, our price will go down. We're we're telling you that's that's how it is right now. And sure as anything, this week their birdshot went down a buck a box. And I'm like, well, that was nice of them. I'm like, okay, well, they didn't have to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, Agrila, which which is is Mexican made ammunition, runs fine through every gun I own. By the way, it's it's dirty. It it is dirty. It does it does produce a lot of stuff in your gun, but uh, ran flawlessly. Didn't have one ejection problem, and it was six ninety nine a box. That's not bad for birdshot. Which, if for those of you not buying birdshot all the time, that's really pretty good. You have to you had used to past tense. Go to Walmart and get like a state brand ammunition for five ninety nine to beat that. Hey, I have that stuff. I know, so do I. <laughs> oh, I got all <laughs> kinds of stuff, you know. I and I swore I wouldn't overbuy, and I haven't been. I have my stash that I had before, and I have my shooting bag that I t- I put rounds in, then I take for everybody to shoot. And I, I'll buy what I shoot, and then replace what I shot. And so every week I'm buying about a brick worth of ammunition. Um, in shotgun birdshot, which I figured it out the other day because, you know, somebody said, oh, you shoot a lot. I'm like, eh. I go through, on average, about four to 4,500 rounds of birdshot, a varying bore and caliber, a year. That's I don't think that's a lot. Uh, I think I'm a, a regular shooter, but I don't think that's a terrible amount. No. It's, I, it's, a, it's, it's more than most people. I'll totally give you that. But I'm a, a relatively regular clay shooter. Now, shotgun, now, the, the pistol guys will go, that's nothing. And yes, well, but... Yeah, because a, a active pistol guy can go through a thousand rounds at a sitting. Yeah, so that's not really how clay shooting works, right? You go no. through, like, a, a brick or two is a lot of shooting in a, in a day. Well, not only that, you, what do you load into it? 
uh, two to three? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So versus a 15 round magazine in which you've got four of them in your pocket when you step up to the target. Yeah, exactly. And my gun holds four, right? Three in the chamber, one in the pipe, right? So, or three in the, the magazine and, and one in the pipe. So a four round is, is a full load for, for one of my guns. Whereas like you're saying a 15 round magazine and you have four of them in your pocket, things are going to go a little quicker. Uh, yeah. But for birdshot, 4,000, 4,500 rounds a year is about what I go through. That's a lot. That's a regular shooter, right? It's not an excessive amount. I'm not training for the Olympics or anything like that. But we like to shoot when it's nice. And, and there's about four months out of the year where I don't shoot, two in the summer, two in the winter. And we're able at this point, now we'll may get worse, may get better. At this point, we are able to do our normal shooting with a couple of bucks extra uh, that it's costing us, but we're able to do a brick. Or, uh, I shoot a brick. My father shoots a brick every week for the last couple of months, and we're able to purchase new replacements. That's yeah. way better than it was last year. Oh, hell yes. Way better. Um, now, you know, for those guys who are, who are like, yeah, but I want to go through a thousand rounds a day, you know, uh, nine millimeter where's the thousand rounds well you can't do that yet there's just well, it, they're, I mean, they're, not, they're it, getting there but uh, unless of course you can afford nine thousand dollars a day yeah yeah <laughs> i mean it's just you're like uh no <laughs> it's still expensive and it's gonna be expensive but um birdshot is coming back at least in texas birdshot's coming back and i'm super excited to see that uh, it, it, there was a whole ton of 20 gauge at Cabela's last time I was there, but there wasn't any 12. <laughs> yeah, they do seem to be getting a lot of 20. Uh, well, once again, you've got more people, le- excuse me, less people stockpiling the 20. Yeah, and that's true. Um, a lot of people are stockpiling 12. Um, nobody's panic buying a 20 gauge shotgun. Uh, and and the 410 stuff is was always somewhat limited. So Yeah, you can't no, find and, 410 here. You really can't. Nobody's, and nobody's making a priority out of it. No, not really. Not when 12 will fly off the shelves, and and uh, which is funny because you could charge more for the 410, and yep. I think a lot more people have 410s than they used to, you know. Yep. Uh, so it's it's kind of a funny thing, but they are right in that there is a huge demand for the normal shooters who will buy like like I am. I'm buying a hundred, you know, I'm buying a brick every week of 12 gauge birdshot. And so is my father. That's a guaranteed amount of money that they know they're going to sell versus the 410 where they're not sure. Exactly. And, and I get it. It's a marketing decision, it's a business decision and probably a correct one because you know those 410 people once they get their stash, what are they going to do with it? They're going to hoard it. Oh, hell yes. I mean, that's what I did with mine. Right. You know, they, once they get enough that they feel like they had enough, they're done buying. I'm going to start keep rolling shelves. The more you give me, the more I'm going to keep rolling shelves through. Right. So I understand what they're doing. They're making the stuff for the shooters first. Yeah. And then, you know, making the stuff for people who are, are panic buying or, or need to, to build a stash for Armageddon and all that kind of stuff. They're building that later because I don't I don't think they're going to be repeat buyers, you know. Uh, for a lot of them, so I, it's it's interesting. Well, I, 
I, I can say that to a limited extent, uh, the couple of times that I've had an opportunity to poke my head or, or check out the website for the gun store that I was working at, um, which has gone back to treating me as a customer instead <laughs> of an employee, um, which, which is fine. I, I didn't expect since I haven't had any time to go in and actually work for them to do any differently. Um, but uh, some a lot... I don't even want to go so far as to say a lot. Some of the firearms that were sold to panic buyers are starting to come back. Yeah, I've seen that too. And, and as I said, some, not all. Not all. Some. And and there's a lot of them um, that are being traded privately. Uh, I know while I've had can. my hands on some. While you can. Yeah, while you, while you still can. Uh, yeah, well, Uncle Joe will fix that for us. Uh, so there's hey, 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 there, there's a fight here in the state of Delaware to be um, what they're trying to do is create the license to purchase. Isn't that cute? Yeah, and it, and it's not even like you you know somebody like me who has a concealed uh, carry permit. I don't have to go through the background check for the um, the license to purchase, but I still have to get one, and they only last 180 days before you have to have them renewed. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. See, Texas is going the other way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, your governor is one of the ones who's proposed the laws saying that they would not even enforce federal laws in the state of Texas for firearms. Yeah, that's kind of the way he is. Him and uh, Greg Abbott and Ted Cruz brought the NRA from New York to Texas. I mean, they they really believe in gun ownership down here. <laughs> like, it is super gun friendly. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of going the other way here. I think it's, it's going to become kind of a state battleground instead of a federal thing. Like the federal is going to pass what it is and then the states are going to go screw you or wow, we think that's great. We're going to make it worse, you know? Um, And the second is what's going on here. Yeah. What's funny to me is I've done a bunch of research on it and you know, the top 10 cities that have gun violence and gun deaths in them. Uh, five of them have <laughs> super strict gun. The worst ones actually have yeah. super strict gun control and the other five don't, which means the gun laws that we currently have on the books make no difference. Like it's a, it's literally a, a, a half and half sampling of states that have strict gun laws and states that don't. So the gun control well, makes no difference in the gun deaths. None. Well, uh, it's one of my favorite thing about statistics is that you can always put in or leave out certain statistics to prove the point that you want. So, statistic number one, if you're in a state in which you are has less gun control, you are more likely to per- perish from gun violence. Okay, that's that's actually true. But the part that they leave out is then that you are much, much less likely to have actually perished from violence in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. <clears throat> interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting conversation because of what people choose to include and leave out. But it, it's funny to me how the states are dealing with it because in Texas here, it's full steam ahead. Um, they're, uh, we, in fact, let me give you an example. Uh, I was in buying a new gun. Uh, a couple of this is a couple of weeks ago, and um, I'm sitting there waiting because my gun that I wanted was in the case under glass locked, <laughs> and uh, which is not my normal price range, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, but there's these three, uh, we'll call them young men. Uh, 
they didn't they addressed each other as bro entirely. <laughs> um, bro, you gotta come in. Bro, I feel like I'm in Texas. Bro, you know you're in Texas when there's guns not chained up, you know. And uh, they're running around. They picked up each of them picked up an AR-15 and started pointing them at each other. Now they didn't have clips in them, and the bolts were locked back <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But it may as uh, well. Uh, have... uh, 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 nomenclature police magazines. Yes, nomenclature. <laughs> the magazines were removed, and the bolts were locked back. And uh, they didn't have any, you know, they couldn't do anything with them. But it was like Wayne's World, where they instantly drew the "May I help you" routine. And uh, you know, this chick comes up, and I happen to know because I've been there long enough that she's an off-duty cop who helps out here uh, at Shields. That you know, she just uses this as extra money. And uh, she's like, went up behind him, grabbed the gun out of the kid's hand, and was like, "May I help you, sir?" And he. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid just look I mean you could tell these were spoiled rich kids right and and he's like uh yeah I was looking to purchase this gun she goes no <laughs> put it down and she took the other two for the other ones get out <laughs> and he goes you can't do that she goes this is Texas this is how we deal with guns <laughs> and pointed like a stern mother and they and they did. They just like closed down and then left. <laughs> like three guys behind her started clapping. <laughs> well, well, I told you though. I think I told you a story the one time. Right, somebody uh, he was acting like an ass asked me in the the store at one point in time. Well, wh- what happens if I if I go over there? I'm like, you can go over there and check that out. Just be careful. He goes, well, wh- what if I was? I'm like, if you end up someplace you're not supposed to, it's okay. I'll just shoot you. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> Won't make me feel bad at all. I'm fine with that. Uh, okay. But, now, 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 but once again, I'll, I'll help you out with this because I know this is where you wanted to go. And, and so I'll help you with the transition. Tell me about your new gun. Uh, well, the new gun I wanted uh, was a Fabarm Gray Hunter. Okay. Now, help me out here because you, 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 we said we'd talk about this because it is not a brand I am familiar with. Now, once again, I'm not exactly a trap shooting shotgun guy, so it's not too amazing that I wouldn't be familiar with it. But tell me about it. Yeah. Well, Fabarm is – there's an Italian – it comes from Fabrica – I think it's like Fabrica or whatever it is. It, it means gun maker. In okay. Italian, well, I mean, basically. It's short the, for gunmaker in Italian. And the Italians are somewhat known for nice brands of firearms. Yeah, I, you know, I, I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. You know, some of the best uh, shotguns, especially, that you can buy come from Italy. And I wanted what I would consider the best all-around shotgun uh, that I could use for absolutely anything. It would be a generational gun. It would last for a very long time and be kind of the the ultimate expression of an all-purpose shotgun now before we get into how how expensive this shotgun was it is not in the typically been your modus operandi (laughs) to purchase expensive firearms it has not and i mean because because you're over even what generally my limit is so yeah uh so i got a bonus from work 
that well that'll uh, do it yeah that uh and it was i did some stuff and and uh it was kind of above and beyond the call and my boss and i have kind of an agreement that we hate taxes and you know if you make a certain amount of money and you get a bonus they tax the living crap out of it so yes they do what he did was give me a gift card it was a thousand dollar gift card to shields well, that was nice of him. It was nice of him because uh, he's like, look, I know what you're going to spend it on, and I don't want you to spend this on bills because you earned something cool. Go get something cool. And uh, and and you can't hand me $1,000 <laughs> tell me to go buy a shotgun and not have me go buy a shotgun. Because um, his, by the way, his uh, ranch is the one I'm going to buy part of. So, yeah, he knows what I'm going to do with it. Because uh, normally he's standing there next to me when I'm doing it. Did he go with you? No, he didn't. I left from there at about two thirty on a on a Wednesday or Friday, whatever it was, and just went to the store. Um, I I didn't know if it was you got it in your hand. He gave it to you. The two of you grinned at each other and went, "Let's go." Yeah, I I would have done that, but he had some other meetings that day. Because I'm like, I'm going now. I hope you know that. He goes, I'd really love to go with you, but I can't. And I'm like, sweet. Gotta go. I'm not waiting. <laughs> so I went home and grabbed a uh, the. Remember I said uh, my dad gave me the 1100 that yeah. he was doing that used to be a, a, a three gun thing and all that kind of stuff. Grabbed yeah. that, threw it in the car, and went to Shields. So I had a gun to trade in and a thousand dollars in my pocket. And uh, if you know anything about Fabarm, most people don't in the United States. They just got here a couple of years ago. They're an Italian gun maker. They've been around for 100-plus years in Italy. And their big thing, they're the second largest shotgun maker in Italy, uh, right behind Beretta. And they are, they're, they're actually pretty big. They used to do some licensing work for uh, uh, Heckler & Koch. Uh, they used to do produce some of their their shotguns and and all that kind of thing uh, back in the 80s and 90s, uh, but they really had trouble breaking into the U.S. market because nobody had ever heard of them. And Americans are very loyal, or at least used to be very loyal to certain gun brands, and we used to go brand shopping um, and be you know a this snob or a that snob or whatever. Oh, like uh, Glock. Well, right for me, Sig. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. it's it's for 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 Shannon Walther. Well, yeah, for, oh yeah, Shannon won't have a pistol that's not a Walther. She just won't do it. Um, and I understand that to a certain extent. Like when your life depends on it, that's a different story. When Shannon pulls her Walther, she knows everything is going to go okay, and she knows how it's going to feel, how it's going to work, how all that kind of stuff, and she trusts that brand to protect her. I totally get that. Police. With their Glocks or SIGs or, or the Secret Service with their SIGs or whatever it is, this is a service weapon. Well, I'm not buying a service weapon. <laughs> so I didn't really care. And what I wanted was high quality, a an all-purpose gun. Because there's other things that I kind of want to do with it. Or that somebody else might want to do with it. And I don't get this chance very often. Right. I, I traded for the the Winchester. You know, I I found the Ithaca 920 gauge cheaply and fixed it. You know, that's normally my my M.O. And this was the first time I really had a brass ring. Right. Like, OK, this is 
this this is the one time I'm going to be able to do that. What do I want? Well, I had been studying for this particular occasion for like a year. <laughs> you know, like, what if I won the lottery? You know, what if I had this much money? What if I had this much money? Well, I already had that scenario. Well, well most enthusiasts, enthusiasts of, well, just about anything have the what would you buy if you had unlimited funds answer in their in their head. Right. And. I had several categories of this, you know, mm-hmm. um, when I, the, I just executed one a couple of, like a month or so ago with the, uh, SX4, the Super X Winchester, you know, the Upland, uh, I, I really wanted that gun because it was just a super well-performing gun and, and, and all that kind of thing. And I found a way to get it. Um, and as, as you recall, I traded big borrowed and steeled, uh, stole everything I could to, to get into it. Yes. Uh, and in this case, I still didn't have enough. Uh, the Fabarm L, uh, L4S Gray Hunter has an MSRP of $1,925. It is not cheap. It was marked like 19. I sent Jake a picture of the tag and I'm like, I'm at the store. Uh, <laughs> it's out of my price range, but I'm gonna get it anyway. Uh, I mean, it was marked 1969 or 1974, something like that, um, retail, but it had a sale tag on it because, um, they had line. I got the story as I was buying the gun, but shields launched in June of 2020. And they uh, had uh, um, interruption question just for information's sake. Uh, brand spanking new or previously owned? Brand spanking new. Damn. Never been fired. Um, there were four they launched the store with. They had the initial hunter, which is the uh, entry model, the initial hunter black, gray hunter, and the deluxe hunter. Well, that's what they opened the store with. They bought four fab arms. Uh, to four uh, L4Ss to open the store. They figure we're going to have an array of stuff, and it's going to be stuff that nobody's ever seen before, and it's going to be rare, and some of them are going to be awesome. We're going to have every brand represented, and we'll be that store. And they have been. You know, they really have. The um, the thing about it is uh, when you put a two thousand dollar shotgun in the case, there are a very limited amount of buyers for those. Well, yeah, yeah, uh, especially for a brand that isn't start with a B, Benelli, Beretta, Browning, right? These are all things that Americans know, right? You come home with a Beretta, they know what that is. A Browning, people have it on the back of trucks back here. You know, the 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 elk head, you know, or the deer head, uh, the stag, whatever. Uh, they, I mean, like like this is widely known. And Fabarm isn't that company. If you know anything about them and you know about the materials and the way they build their gun and the the all that kind of thing, they should be. And they're huge in Europe. But Fabarm USA isn't the biggest name here. So, uh, and it killed me, but I just waited. I just waited. Uh, and they're, they're, they sold two of them. They sold one of the initials and one the Deluxe Hunter. But for a year and a half, almost a year, or maybe almost a year, almost a year, almost a year, these guns have been sitting there in the case. So, uh-huh. so going back to Wayne's world, you've been wandering past this gun going, it will be mine. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yes, it will be mine. Oh, yes, it will be mine. And, and everybody... Live in the now. <laughs> it's never going to happen, man. Live in the now. Yeah, oh, yeah. And uh, it, it's, it, it was just one of those things. And because uh, I, there's no way I could have afforded a $2,000 shotgun. I still couldn't afford it. Even with a thousand bucks in my pocket, I didn't have it. Uh, so there was a, uh, this brief confluence of time where they marked it down a couple of weeks ago. It didn't mark it down 50 bucks or 100 bucks. They marked it down 500. Uh oh. Which put me right in striking distance. So yeah, now, uh, now they're now now they're teasing you. Yeah, now now it's like crap. Somebody might actually buy this before I get to it. Uh, but nobody did. <laughs> Both of them were standing sitting out there in their glass case behind you know the lock stuff with the the show quality custom guns and the and the high end Berettas and the high end Benellis and stuff like that. They were in a glass lit case and you just, it was the kind that like you walk by and you see them and, and it's like, look what we have, you know, and you know, the stickers and the, you know, on the case are like four grand, five grand, two grand, 2,800, you know, whatever. There's a Benelli super sport right under it for 2,700 bucks. Uh, and, and this was marked down cause they just weren't moving them. They just weren't, nobody knew what a fab arm was. And I, I'm like, oh, I'm a, I'm a fix this, you know. So uh, I knew what I wanted. I wanted a, an all-purpose, high-end, best you can get shotgun. Now, um, for sporting clays, the common, you know, the common accepted wisdom is to just go get a Beretta 400, A400. Yeah. Uh, that's. And it's a seventeen hundred dollar gun, and they are nice. They are, uh, you know. And I had one in my hand. You know, should I get this? <laughs> uh, and it's because it's it's not. It's what everybody tells you you should have, right? Oh, if you want this, and even you know, like ClayShooting.com uh, tells you you should have an A four hundred. It's the best for clays and arguably it probably is it's but the thing about the a400 is freaking ugly (laughs) and if i'm gonna spend i mean i guess it's it's not technically ugly but if i'm gonna spend two grand on something you're you're an artist you're interested in the aesthetics of what you choose to purchase that's understandable absolutely and i'm just looking at this thing going but it's not pretty it's not like, I don't feel like this is special. I feel like this is just like any other gun I have. And honestly, it's not rated that much better than the SX-4 I have. Like, why? What, why? You know? And I just kept coming back to the Grey Hunter. Uh, it's an Italian design, so it's it's beautifully done. The Italians, for those of you who are not familiar with Italian-made shotguns, uh, they're oh, gorgeous. They're yeah, they're they're and, gorgeous. And assuming that he'll probably use a picture of this specific gun for the uh, cover yep. art of this particular podcast, uh, if for whatever reason you don't get to see that, the, the pictures he sent me, it is a beautiful firearm. Yeah, yeah, it really is. The the Grey Hunter is the mid grade. There's the initial the the Grey Hunter and then the Deluxe Hunter. And I actually like the Grey Hunter better. It has a better to me. I consider a more artful scene, uh, 
etched into the side of the receiver. Uh, it is more elegant looking to me. Uh, but uh, the the gray hunter was marked down to fifteen hundred dollars. I lost my mind. Um, <laughs> cause I'm like I, I'm there, right? I had a thousand dollar gift card in my pocket, and I had a an eleven hundred. Which, if as I was using this as a trade in, they'd give me seventy to seventy five percent for it, value yeah. of what they'd stick it on the wall for. So I'm like, I'm close. I am so close. Like I'll make up the difference in cash, you know. And I go up there and did you, did you do this before or after you told your wife? Oh no, before. Oh, <laughs> oh no, 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 before. <laughs> Not stupid. <laughs> Not stupid. Um, no, hell no. You know, oh, we can get shoes and a bike for Carrie and no, <laughs> that's not how it's gonna work. Did y'all do good at your job? No, I did. I get this. So you two don't even have jobs. Yeah, exactly. Your job is to clean the dishes, and you don't do that. Uh, so I, uh, yeah. Oh no, I didn't tell anybody. I just I went and got the gun and went over. Uh, so this thing was, uh, it was. So they gave me four fifty for the 1100 value because they thought they could put it on the wall for a little bit more than that. And uh, they're like, it's a Remington 1100. We'll give you 450 for it. That's not going to, you know, the, the guy looks at me and he's like, that's not going to cover. He, he came back and he was like, I don't know how much you thought you were going to trade this for, but it's not going to cover that fa- fab arm. It's like, no, 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 no. But this will kick, it, you know, do a big chunk of it. And he goes, how much is on that? And I'm like, before he told me how much he's, he was going to give me for it, I'm like, $1,000. He goes, oh, you're close. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so so uh, he's, he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. He goes, this is probably going to wind up costing you about 100 bucks." you know, with what I'm going to give you for this and what, do you want to do that? And, uh, I'm like, yes, I do. And he goes, okay, cool. I don't have the key for that case. Let me go get the manager. <laughs> Cause you're going to get this, aren't you? I'm like, yes, sir. I am. <laughs> so he went and got it, unlocked the case and everything. And now everybody, all the like shields, people are starting to like wander around. Like what's, what's going on now? Did the ray of sunshine come from the sky and oh. angels from above start to start to sing? Oh, it was kind of like that, you know. And, I, and he hand, he got it out of the case and he goes, "You want the gray hunter?" I'm like, "Yes, I do." He hands it to me and I'm just like, "Oh, sweetheart, you're coming home with me. I don't care how how much it is, you know." Do- doves flew out from behind him. <sighs> yeah, and if it had been loaded, I'd have shot him. Uh, it was it's just so great. And so I'm like. Yes, we're gonna do this. I'll fill out the. I'll start filling out the paperwork now. And uh, he's like, "Do you want me to put it back in the?" No, I said, "Find its box. I know it comes with. It should come with a full set of three chokes, and you know, a, a, a choke key and everything else. And it should come in a zip-up box, uh, soft kind of the cross between a soft and a hard case. It's got hard case inside, but it's got a soft outside." Uh, he goes, uh, okay. And I'm like, I've already checked on this. <laughs> I, I know, I know what it should have. And, uh, sure enough, they found the case and, uh, 
they're like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, let's uh, disassemble it. And the cool thing, there's a lot of cool things about this, but the, the cool thing is you can take the forend off of the gun and not disassemble it. The gun's perfectly functional with the forend off of it. Uh, it's got an extra nut underneath the uh, forend. So the forend doesn't have any stress on it, which like uh, a lot of shotguns, the reason they get stress cracks in the forend is because you're using it as a functional part of the gun to kind of hold it together, right? This one doesn't do that, so it just lightly screws off. You pull it off, and then you got there's another um, machined or milled aluminum cap underneath there that actually disassembles the rest of the gun. So you got to do all that to get it in the box because it won't go in the box with the barrel on. And none of them knew how to take this thing apart, right? And uh, they're like, oh, it, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't come. I'm like, just hand it to me. I, I've already watched the video here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> like, well, I've been here. Yeah, already watched the video. Let me do, you take this off, and then you take this off, and then you put this back on, and then you, the barrel comes out. Here you go. They're like, why don't you just put it in the box? <laughs> yep. Because uh, it's flawless, right? It's a $2,000 gun. It's flawless, and I'm getting it for 1500 bucks, but I'm only paying 100 for it. So I'm like, I, I'm thrilled. We do the paperwork and all that kind of thing, and everybody's coming to, to see it. Right, because it's it hasn't been out of the case in a year. It's never moved. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't moved in a year. It's been in this glass lit LED lit case for a year. It's never been shot. It's never actually been disassembled from the the first time it was assembled. And uh, did, did, you, did you take it home and pet it? Oh, yeah, all day, <laughs> all freaking day. <laughs> I held it. I I pointed it at the ceiling. You know, I I I worked the bolt. Must have been a hundred times. You know, just to just to feel it. You know, because okay. it's well, absolutely uh, beautiful. Okay. Well, I mean, then all of this being said, <laughs> have you had a chance to shoot it yet? I did twice. Okay. Now, okay. So so you shot it twice. Um, you didn't fall into the dream gun curse did you there's a dream gun curse yeah the one where you get your dream gun you shoot it once and go fuck i don't like this oh thankfully no thankfully okay. no <laughs> uh <laughs> no uh because i knew i knew reasonably what it was gonna be it is not the softest shooting gun i own but i didn't buy it to be the softest shooting gun i own i bought it to to be a general purpose hunter right it can do clays, and it's really good at them. It can do hunting of any type. It has a full choke. It comes with a full choke set. It comes with all those things, and it, it'll do anything. And and I I know that I'm going to have to do some hunting for work uh, later on this year. Uh, I told them well, I'm like I'm not shooting client, deer. Clients. Yeah, uh, I'm not shooting. And I told you know everybody I'm not shooting deer. Ducks and geese have never done anything to me. I'm not doing that, uh, I, but a pheasant is just a really fancy chicken. If you want to do pheasants, I'll do pheasants. No hunting hogs? Uh, oh, no, it can do hogs, and I told them I'd do hogs. I'm like, look, if you want to hunt boar, I'm fine, all right? Those things are <laughs> bastards, and they need to be gone. Like, I have no problem with that. Um, turkey season just ended. They didn't need me for turkey season. My SX-4 is set up for clays, and I'm not changing that. So I wanted another general purpose gun that I could do everything. Now, I could have went and bought a stupid 870. You know, I mean, like I have yeah. another 870 here. I could have bought for 400 bucks. You could buy a Benelli Supernova. And nobody make fun of you. You know, 
uh, which is the pump action synthetic Benelli, right? Yeah. Um, but I didn't want, I wanted something special, right? And I had the money to get it. So I, I, for a hundred and change, I think it was like $115. I wound up with a $2,000 fat bar of my own money, right? Of, of budgeted money. I wound up with about $115 into this thing. And I flipped out. Hey, I, I'm, I, all I bought was a, um, self-defense, uh, 12 gauge from black aces. The, they're semi-automatic. <laughs> which we're going to need to get to either in this cast or the next one. We're going to get to that because uh, my dad bought another gun and we'll get to that one uh, next time too. But um, I just, I, I wanted something pretty And the Italians. For those of you who have never seen it, Italians make beautiful finished <laughs> guns when they try. <laughs> like it's one of the best things about the Italians, right? They, 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 they do art <laughs> and, I, uh, it, it sounds like you just got engaged <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. I mean, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. I heard, um, like the same day, uh, Shannon sent the girls to come find me, uh, cause they couldn't find me. I was out in the garage petting the Fabrum and, uh, I, <laughs> You know, because the Grey Hunter was just it's so pretty. And look, it's pretty from this angle. It's pretty from this angle. I'll just work the bolt more, you know. And because uh, it was it was dark and it was it was a weekday and I I wasn't gonna be able to shoot it for another day or two. And I was damn it, I'll just I'll just sit here and pet it. <laughs> and uh, Kayla, I heard Kayla come out and say, "Dad, what are you doing?" Oh, and went back in. And she told Janet, she goes, "Dad's out." Playing with his gun. I know that sounds bad, but that's what he's doing. <laughs> well, tell him it's time for dinner and to put it down. <laughs> and so she came back out, Dad. I'm afraid you have to put it down. <laughs> I'm like, I can eat one-handed. We're only having sloppy joes. It's fine. <laughs> Dad, you might get sloppy joe on the gun. Oh yeah. Oh, well, we can't have that. So I put a towel down and put it on the the little couch <laughs> so I can look at it while I eat. <laughs> and Kayla goes I think dad might have a problem Bob and she goes you're just now noticing <laughs> just now and it was it was my baby it was right there and she and, and Jenna goes to put it in perspective he wasn't this excited when you were born <laughs> I'm like I was too she goes I was there yeah yeah <laughs> Maybe. Well, actually, there's an answer to that, though. So that's when you look at the kids and go, I only waited nine months for you. I've been waiting 40 years for this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, I see. I should have said that. Probably wouldn't have gone over well, but it's probably more true. Uh, <laughs> so It depends on the kids. Mine, yeah. mine would have been more surprised if I hadn't said something like that. <laughs> but it was so pretty, and I was I was hoping, I was desperately hoping I liked shooting it. Because, like, I knew they weren't going to give me a great deal if I needed to trade it in or something well, like that because they were trying I, to get rid of them anyway. I, you know, I'm. It's better for you that it that it, that you actually do enjoy shooting it, but it would have made a great story. Oh, it would have been horrifying, <laughs> just horrifying. Like all this, you know, and it's and it's like never meet your heroes, you know, like those guys who buy a Lamborghini Countach and then realize it's a terrible, terrible car. 
and they're just sad for the rest of their days, you know, because um, because you can't, you know, it's you're you're stuck with it. Uh, there, this wasn't like that. Thankfully, um, I'd watched enough videos and I'd done enough stuff that I knew that what kind of gun I was getting, and you know, because everything inside it is beautiful too. Everything's chromed. And what's not chromed is like uh, the the gold uh, titanium coating, and everything you just wipe it off with a cloth. Even when you're shooting, you buy. And I was one of those guys. I bought a two thousand dollar gun and spent the cheapest amount I could on freaking Mexican ammunition. And he he doesn't even drive it. He just wipes it with a diaper. <laughs> nice Cameron quote. Uh, it, it's like that, you know, it doesn't, he just wipes it with it. He knows exactly how many miles are on it. <laughs> What'd they do? You killed the car. <laughs> I knew like, and it is, it's, it's easy to take apart. It's easy to clean. You just wipe it off. I mean, cause everything's chromed, right? It did nothing sticks on the inside. Everything's polished. Everything's easy to deal with. And you just kind of wipe it down, add a couple drops of oil and it's done. Um, after I ran 200 rounds through it, uh, took it completely down trigger group, everything bolt, everything came out, everything just wiped off. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's where the money is. Okay. I I get it now. It's, (laughs) I understand like the Winchester doesn't do that. Okay. You're going to need some solvents. You're going to need some, some extra scrubbing, perhaps some nylon bristle brushes, you know, like you need to wipe the, you need to get, get in there with the SX4. Um, just take a soft cloth and just wipe off. Um, it's the, the gray hunter is amazing that way. Uh, but when I took it out to shoot it, it is true that it is neutrally balanced. And what I mean by that is you, if you hold it in your hand and balance it kind of in your hand, just one hand, you can grab it in the middle and it's neutral balance, which means it isn't stock heavy, heavy, and it isn't barrel heavy. It's uh, right in the middle. Even when it's loaded, it's not heavy. How long of a barrel? Uh, it has a 28-inch barrel, uh, so okay. it, it's out there pretty good. I have uh, the uh, – because it's the Hunter and not the Target gun, I got the uh, – now, they're 82 millimeters, but they're internal chokes. So they're huge internal chokes, and uh, they were designed for European steel shot. So they're extremely – uh, and they're shaped differently. They're not just standard conical, which produces a little bit different pattern, and uh, they don't get chewed up with, uh, especially with what I'm running through, which is lead shot. Uh, they were specifically designed for chrome or uh, uh, for uh, steel shot, and they're 82 millimeters, which if you know how big a, a normal choke is, it's about 40, 50. Some of them are 60. These are 82. They're huge. Um, it's got a tri-bore barrel, which uh, is exactly what it sounds like. It's bored at three different thicknesses, overboard and all that kind of stuff. And it is considered one of the strongest barrels, shotgun barrels in the world. They have It has a beautiful trigger system, a, a very positive bolt uh, that's very easy to work and very easy to slide. Um, the, the ejection is like 15 feet. I mean, it throws the shells back out of there. It is everything you could possibly want from a hunting gun. It really is. Um, I have not... It, it was one of those things where when you buy that kind of quality gun, it really doesn't disappoint. 
Uh, I ran about just shy of two bricks through it now. Uh, so that's just shy of 200 grounds, uh, 100 one day, 100 the first day, and almost 100 the second. And it, I, I don't know what it is about that choke, and it's something different about the choke. Because we use the same ammunition, the same length of barrel uh, on the Winchester, uh, and we had both of them out there. And for some reason, the Grey Hunter doesn't just explode clays. It vaporizes them. I mean, I'm pretty sure some of them haven't landed yet. <laughs> it, it's it's amazing. There's just nothing left. It's just a puff of orange, and it's gone. I mean, there's no part. The parts don't fall. Nothing. It's just woof, gone. And Bono went, what the hell is that? You know, I'm like, it's, it's the new joke system in the Great Hunter. And he goes, let me see that. You know, and he shot it, and poof, gone. You know, just vapor. You know, it's a little orange puff of paint, and that's it. He goes, you need to figure out what the hell they did to this choke. This is amazing. I'm like, I know, right? <laughs> so, and I pulled one out for him. It's it's huge, you know, and, and he's like, what the hell? I'm like, I don't know what kind of witchcraft they did on this, but it vaporizes glaze. I mean, it doesn't break. Like, the, the Winchester breaks and really explodes them. This just turns them into paint, just vapor, mist, you know? It, it, it must spin something in some fashion. Or form it, or it, I don't know what the hell it's doing, but it's just like, <laughs> gone. Bon is like, well, that just right by itself is worth the two grand. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, John. I'm like, I know. It's not the softest shooting gun uh, because it's a hunting gun, right? They didn't spend yeah. a lot of time on the softness. Well, what I, I what was also important to me, even though I don't very I don't use it very often, it's got a three inch chamber, and the other one's got it. the The sport version or the clay version has a two and three quarter only. Now you yeah. can get some hot rounds in two and three quarter, but really, a three inch round is is better for hunting. It just is. Okay. I have one last question with regards to this firearm, and it's more of a familiar question. Okay. Uh, now, I my father collected cars, and he's got two of them left, and it was actually like a decision-making process which one my brother was going to get and which one I was going to get. You did mention that this was a generational firearm. Yes, it is. Have you decided which child is going to get it? Yes, I have. <laughs> Um, I have two kind of guns like that. One is the, the Winchester SX4 Upland, which is also has uh, a stainless steel um, receiver and walnut stocks and, you know, all that kind of thing. One is definitely twice as more valuable than the other. And I told them both, the one who gets this gun is the one who wins the clay tournament when you guys are divvying stuff up. You guys each get a box and a thrower. You get 25 rounds. Whoever hits more out of 25 rounds gets the Fabrum. And they went, that's weird, Dad. I'm like, just remember I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever outshoots the other one gets the Grey Hunter. And, and, and you know that there's a possibly third possibility. Yeah, neither one of them will want it. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna you're gonna be in the grave, and they're gonna be going. I wonder how much we can get for this. <laughs> oh yeah, 
No, they'll do that with all of them. I'm pretty sure. The only ones I, I'm pretty sure they're not going to do that with is Kayla's Springfield that she learned to shoot with, the 22, and Carrie wants my Heritage Revolver. Those are the only two that they've shown any interest in okay. at all. Uh, <laughs> but I told them this, and they just laughed at me because, I, you know, like you said, they're probably just going to sell it. You know? <laughs> Honestly, that's probably what's going to happen. They won't care. Oh, it's just dad's old shotgun crap. You know, like in somebody somewhere will get this. But you know what? It's it's a special gun and it's absolutely beautiful. Um, it it is everything I thought it'd be, and I got a pretty decent deal on it. And I just couldn't turn it down. I really couldn't. Well, my brother gets the convertible 911 that's in the garage, and I get the 1965 356 that's in parts. In a storage unit somewhere. I get you. I'll let you decide which one means my father liked who more. Uh, what? Well, <laughs> what kind of crap is that? The, the, the three. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, but the three fifty six is the one that looks like a Carmen Ghia, isn't it? Uh, you, you remember the one the uh, Ke- Kelly McGillis drove in Top Gun? Yeah, that was okay. a Carmen Ghia looking thing. No, yeah, not not convertible version of that. Okay, so you got the coupe. Yeah. So it'd be the 356C if I'm not if my if my memory that, serves. That's that's correct, and it's in it, it's in literally parts. Oh man! In a uh, storage unit somewhere. Well, good news is is when you finally get that, give me a call. I actually have a history of working on Porsches, especially old Porsches. I know how to do that, <laughs> and I know well, that, that the Germans that... didn't document anything. <laughs> we will definitely work that out. <laughs> Cause it's gonna suck, brother. <laughs> now the good news is, is they're normally worth it quite a bit when well, when they're it, together. It, it was funny the last time my father spoke to someone about uh, uh, restoring it and putting it all back together. Uh, when he asked how much it was gonna cost, the guy said, "Bring me a bag of cash, and when I'm done with that, I'll let you know, and you can bring another one." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's about how that is. I used to have to work on 944s, 911s. I worked on a uh like old Carmen Ghias, which are remarkably similar. Uh I worked on and I actually had my hands on a 356 at one point uh when I was doing car restoration. And the funny thing about it is the Germans are very specific about stuff, but they don't document crap. <laughs> With those old Porsches. <laughs> so you kind of have to figure some of it out from weird-ass diagrams. It's it's not fun. But I, I definitely understand where you're at with that. Um, what color did it used to be? Uh, I say used to because it can't be the same color anymore. No, it's actually not even primer at the moment. It got dipped. The, the body no. got dipped a while back. Um, but it was a darkish gray. Oh, that's 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 very sellable. Yeah, especially if you do the code and you get the the paint code, you know the actual yeah. color it used to be. Yeah, but but if I actually were to have the cash to do this, it wouldn't be something that I want to sell. Okay, well in that case, what color is it going to be? <laughs> uh, probably black or silver. Good man. <laughs> Good man. I always like the silver ones personally, but the, the black uh, sil- is normally silver. Great. Silver is what I go for more than anything else because if I were to go black, it would probably be and which is which doesn't really fit a Porsche. 
it would be matte black. Yeah, the the nine four four that I I wound up working on for a long time was like a charcoal metal flake, and it kind of yeah. worked for yeah. for nine four fours. But yeah, I don't like Porsches can only be certain colors for me. Yes. Like Porsche needs to be silver, red, uh, a dark gray is also acceptable, black yep. or white. Yep. That's it. You know, that's that's all I will accept. I've seen some like retina burning blue ones and I'm like, no, 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 no. you take that off right now. <laughs> I, it, no. I, I, you know, I, I'm the I'm the one who's offended that uh, Porsches actually come in automatic transmission now. <laughs> well, people can't kids don't know how to drive a stick, man. There's if a whole generation a, of people who don't know how to drive a stick. anymore. If you're going to buy a car like that, learn. I get it, but that's not what they do. Then <laughs> and, and and now they come with uh, uh, all uh, on car talk here on Hawkside Guns. Um, <laughs> uh, now they come with like paddle shifting. You know that's all they come. Yeah. With. And it's just it's just sad. It's just no. sad. Which is why I wanted a freaking Italian shotgun because they still do things right. They still exactly. put Turkish walnut on it. They still do actual engraving instead of laser engraving. They still chrome everything underneath so it's easy to take off they and they use modern materials and all that kind of thing but uh because the magazine or the the tube is a thing of freaking beauty it's milled aluminum oh oh it's milled <laughs> colored alu- oh it's so pretty it's so good but that's the whole thing like that you can look at that and see and feel the quality just like an old porsche right you can feel how beautiful it is and how good it's going to be. You can do the same thing with the quality of anything. It doesn't really matter what it is, be it a car, a gun, a knife, uh, you know, any, any kind of thing that you use, you can feel and understand quality when you see it, which is why I wanted the fab arm instead of the Beretta. I can't argue with that in the least. Uh, it's it's just one of those things, and uh, uh, hey, it, 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 you know, mine, you know, if I had, you know, the money to spend a few grand on a gun right now is um, the CZ Shadow. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. I've I've held that. That's um, I've actually run a couple of rounds through that. It's really nice. Uh huh. Uh, there's, and especially with the um. You know, the purchase of some of the other gun stuff that they've had. CZ has, I think you're honestly going to see a lot of cool stuff coming out of CZ. I mean, because they bought oh, yeah. Colt, for crying yeah. out loud. What what cool stuff? Because I, I think the, the Shadow oh. 2 is out now, too. And they're supposed to be, I, shit, why did it all of a sudden popped out of my head? I knew who up and bought, who bought Marlin and that they were going to start actually building them again soon. And it slipped out of my brain. <laughs> Ruger bought Marlin. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, Ruger Be- brought Marlin, and they're going to start punching out the, you know, the iconic lever actions. Well, I, I want a three thirty six. Yeah. Well, and that's the one they're starting with. Yeah. You know? Because when you buy Marlin, that's what you start with. I mean, yeah. Holy crap! Talk about sells itself. A Ruger three thirty six. What what what's bad about that? 
Oh no! You know, yeah. tell me how that gets better. You know, like if anybody could have bought Marlin, who I trusted to do it right, Ruger is that company. Yes. So I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a, not a whole lot of people make long guns better than Ruger. No, no, and and I was super happy that they were just in line and ready to go for like we know what to do with that. We're gonna buy that part. Yeah, you know that's that's super great. I I am I was very pleased and and I think everybody else went, oh thank God, <laughs> you know, because you know? it's like if if anyone has the manufacturing capacity, the quality control, the engineering to make that work, it's Ruger. And and I I my suspicion is is that's kind of why Henry decided to step up their game a little bit. Yeah, because you're about to be flooded with a bunch of flawless yeah. Marlin lever actions that yeah. they can do anything with. Mm-hmm. Henry no longer, I mean, they are, it's a short time between now and the time Ruger comes out with these things where Henry is not going to be the only lever action people want. Yeah. I mean, it's just not. Uh, if, if anything, we've seen Ruger's ability to take a firearm and make it desirable in a market. I mean, when they when they get their sights on something like that, no pun intended, uh, <laughs> it's, you know, look what they did with the 1022. When you say I have a a 22 automatic. Everybody assumes that's what you have. Everybody assumes you have a 1022 because why the hell wouldn't you? It's the best, arguably, the best ever made. Yeah. Um, they could do the same thing to lever actions. And Henry would be struggling to keep up because Henry isn't that big of a company. It just isn't. No. So I, I, I'm super excited to see, A, how Henry responds, and B, and I got a Henry story uh, next cast. Uh, we have to wrap this one up, but I got a Henry story next cast, and you got to talk about your black aces that you ordered, the other black aces that you ordered, because <laughs> uh, I have the uh, the first one. Um, the uh, you're, We're going to have to talk about that next time, but... Uh, I am really excited to see what Ruger does with Marlin. I really am. Whether they rebrand it, I, I don't care. I mean, even if they took it and said, okay, this is a Mar, or this is a Ruger 336. Okay, fine. I don't care. Uh, I'm just excited to see that pattern back out in the marketplace soon. I, I, I'm really excited for that. I, it will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's already saving his pennies. He's, it's going to happen. Oh, crap. Well, we, we in this case, we do have plenty of other stuff, but we uh, we can't do it now. Jake's got some family obligations he's got to go take care of, and I probably have to wander out and pet the uh, fab arm again and uh, <laughs> see about lunch. Uh, I do. I've had it. like I sit it in the corner of my office so I can look at it at home. Um, it's, it's just so pretty. You guys are going to see what I mean. If you look at the – just look – at the the fab arm l4s gray hunter you will see what it is or look at the the uh uh cast pick on our website for this you will see that i'm gonna post some beauty pics um maybe some instagram stuff i don't know i'm i it's it's so pretty it's so pretty uh (laughs) and uh we will see you guys next time
On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time. Bye.